The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. And welcome back to the Assholes, broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. I'm Aaron. I'm joined once again with Ed, Matt, and Ben. And I like how he says official Assholes rating, because it's like it's kind of like an asterisk, like, eh, the Assholes rating. So, no, I don't it's know. official. <laughs> it's officially Assholes rating. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, it's, it's nice to feel special with that official. In yeah. There, you know what I mean? Yeah. Special. Specials aren't always good, but, you know. I don't know. We'll make two. <laughs> yeah, but we got a special cigar. We really just got them in the store today. Mm. I've been waiting for this one for a while too. I've been seeing it online, and um, when I heard I heard they were in, I was all excited to try those. So I'm going into this pretty fired up. Yeah, and I picked the size because well, I like a Lonsdale. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it gives you a good uh, feel for yeah how it's going to go you and know? you don't see that many cigars coming in this format these days so. mm-hmm. and we don't really do many of these size on the show we do toros robustos i know um, so this is a nice little change of scenery as well at least for us and the the robustos and toros just kept getting bigger and bigger you know? yeah okay now this is a 54 ring gauge. yeah <laughs> you didn't say what it is right <laughs> i feel like I'm like did he say it i mean we've been talking about it so much yeah, it's a Lonsdale. Yeah. Four, <laughs> 43 by 6 is the size. Yeah, yeah it's a great little I size. I mean, Aladino puts out some great stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it'll be disappointing, you know. You know what I like um, from Aladino size-wise? They have the uh, the small, what is it called? The um, Is it the Santi? Santi? Yeah. Yes, yes. The little yeah. ones there? Yep. I love those. Yeah. Well, it's so much ones. flavor. Yeah. yeah. Those are boxes of 50, I think. Yeah. But it's not an expensive box because right. they're small cigars. So those are a great winter short smoke. Yep. Great in the car. Yeah. I smoke those in the car yep. a lot. Yeah. Those are Just great to have around. Powerful, you know, flavor. Yeah. Yeah. They pack a punch for a little cigar. Mm. They're fantastic. So you smoke in the car? Not every day, but I will. You will? I will. And do you have uh, any procedure for this or the windows being rolled down or... Windows are usually cracked, one on the front, one on the back. Right, but okay. not enough to blow ash in the back seat. Well, actually, Mr. Jonathan uh, from the Scar Authority taught me this little method he had about cracking the driver's side window and then cracking the rear passenger window, and it creates just the right air balance. And was well, you want one to be right a little bit more open, I think. Do you, yeah. do you think he was full of shit? Or? I don't, it seems to work. In general, uh, or just on this I'll, point? Well, I'll give it to him, because it works for me. I can't yeah. say it works for everyone. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> Do you have a sunroof? I don't wish no. I did. And that's the way to go. I mean, I know. <laughs> but if you well, don't have it, then... in my pickup, I have a I have a sliding back window, so I'll crack that oh, sometimes nice. too. That helps. Yeah, you just want that cross breeze, yeah, little, pressure yeah. differential, whatever with, it is. Yeah, <laughs> with the sunroof, if you're smoking in the car, when you go clean that, oh, you wipe across <laughs> it, and oh. it is dark brown. <laughs> Yeah, which tells you all the smoke is being really funneled up through mm-hmm. that sunroof. Smoke rises, what do you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, construction's great. I mean, the the ash is immaculate. Yeah, it's a nice oh, compact, nice white ash on there. Burn is perfect. Solid. Yeah. Quick, it, it was a quick light, you know, didn't have to fight with it at all, which was, it's always a, you know. It was, easy light. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's just solid. We'll see how long this lasts. This it'll probably it's going to drop in one chunk, but I wonder it's, where that chunk will be. It's <laughs> interesting, though, as I go across the length of at least the cigar I have, it's not consistent in its firmness. I find in my oh, there it goes. I bumped it when I went to feel the side, and I I'm finding just missed the ashtray. Much firmer down towards the Let's smoking see. end of it. Hmm. Oh. I'm finding mine more firm up by the band. It's soft. Yeah. It's it's real squishy in here, and then once you get it down in here, exactly. it's, it's real solid. Yeah. Once it warms up, it seems yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting though. It feels almost like not too unusual. It wouldn't draw, but I got a perfect draw on this. Oh, same. Mine mine's drawing great. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like Aaron said, you know, great ash on here. You can see the ash is nice and compact. Uh, burn line's pretty even. Um, other than the. The unbalanced firmness there. I mean, Other the ash is so packed that I dropped it probably five inches to the tabletop. <laughs> I was still able to scoop it up with my paper and didn't really it blow out. Oh, nice! And it's, I mean, it left a little residue, but it's still in its tube, you know. And yeah, this is an. Well, and there it goes. Well, mine go right on the paper, so I can just dump this right in the tray. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Careful. No, right, it's so it looks like we get about an inch. You know, the, this that's, is for that size. That's normal. Yeah. Interesting in that it's all Honduran tobacco. Mm. Yes. But it says Cameroon. Cameroon. <laughs> it's Cameroon seed grown in Honduras okay. on the Aroha farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think other than that, it is Corojo filler and binder. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, you have to get in all that spice. You know, it's got the, some of those traditional Corojo notes. Um, it's, it's got more of a... I don't know. It's hard, hard to place that that wrapper taste because it's distinct from the traditional aroma. There's like a pepper to it, but not. I mean, not overbearing, but it's like a specific pepper, and I can't put my name on it. You it's know more. What I mean? It's like not quite red pepper. It's a little like a step mm. up. Yeah, a little bit more spice than a red pepper. Not quite. Not not jalapeno because that's a very distinct taste. Yeah, but. I need to re-familiarize myself with all the different pepper varieties. I know, right? I mean, for the most part, when I eat peppers, I eat the sweet red peppers. So, I mean, I don't really eat hot peppers myself. Oh, yeah. So, I need to I need to have some hot peppers so that I can have my palate adjusted for when I smoke mm. cigars. I can pick out all the different ones. Although, you know, if you look at the wrapper, it, it's not as toothy mm -hmm. as you would normally see on a Cameroon. Yeah. And it, it seems a little bit duller. In that it doesn't have the same sheen mm -hmm. that you'd see on the African camera. Yeah, it's more of a, a drier look to yeah, it. It doesn't have that, that oily sheen to it. Um, I see. I, I know what you mean. It's a little less toothier um, than you would normally see. Right, because with the... Uh, I don't want to call it the real Cameroon, but let's call it the it's original. Like thrown around now. Original is <laughs> you know? a safe word to use, yeah. yeah. The original Cameroon, you could... I think very easily pick up a cigar and identify it as that's a Cameroon wrapper. Mm -hmm. This one, I'm not sure I could do that. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't have the same look to it. I like if this, if you someone gave you this unbanded and you said, you know, it's Cameroon, you wouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. so. But maybe smarter people can, and I'm sure the people who make them can certainly distinguish it better than I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like if you think it's like it's grown in totally different soil. You know, it's just identifying it by the seed it originally came from. That's not the stretch. Right. But I, well, it's like maybe, Cuban. It's like so Cuban, maybe somebody could, but maybe they're cheating. Like Cuban <laughs> seed, but it's not grown in Cuba. You know what right. I mean? Like people, that that happens, and there's so it, many different it can things be very that go on. Different. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you know when you're growing tobacco plants, you know, obviously, you know, you have the 
the seed of you know whatever it is you know then you have the soil the region the, the, and that's the, the more the, important part the on. ecosystem yeah. of all of the surrounding elements of where it is you know the, the, you know Nicaragua is different than the Dominican and that's different from Cuba and Ecuador and all the other regions so um, you know, you can use Cuban seed, but if you grow it in the Dominican, it's going to be different than. Yeah, I mean, the Cuban seed is going to influence like the size of the leaves, the height of the plant, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's the soil that's going to affect the flavor. You know, that's where everything is coming from. It's yeah. You know, it's not the seed just multiplying itself over. And the over nutrients again. in the soil too. Yeah. Um, what nutrients? Rainfall, sunlight, all that stuff. Like volcanic regions. Mm-hmm. Um, be different than a less volcanic region in terms of how rich the soil can be. Mm-hmm. I love microclimates. I love when people talk about <laughs> microclimates. <laughs> yeah. Microclimates. It's, like, it's like, okay, well, it's, you say micro, but you know, not that you know, the other side it's of the field. All relative. You know? Good stuff comes yeah, yeah. from that corner. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's got a little bit more uh, shade because of the way the mountain goes. And <laughs> yeah. Well, as much as you can talk about the conditions of, you know, where the tobacco is grown, what tobacco is grown. You can also get into the variables behind how it's aged, where it's aged, what environment that they aged in. Yep. Um, you know, I was reading an article recently. I talked about one manufacturer where some of their cigars are aged open in an aging room and some of them are aged um, in an aging room inside cabinets with closed doors to really seal in the flavors. So there's a lot of different variables to how you age too. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before you get to aging, the fermentation can have a big bearing. That's another on step, it, yeah. yeah. Fermentation is a whole other thing too. So, so yeah, even everybody starting with the same raw leaves mm-hmm. can end up with a very different smoking mm-hmm. product. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of variables from seed to the final product when the consumer comes in the store and buys it. There's so many different moving parts to a cigar, so it's which makes up the <laughs> into making it, I guess. Yeah, You're right. There's like, it doesn't really go anywhere. You know? Yeah, but in terms well, of the 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 whole process of of creating them, I mean, yeah, there's so many different things that can affect the flavor. Hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's that's also what you have here. You know, you compare it, you know, from like Ed said, original Cameroon to the Honduran Cameroon seed, um, plus all the other factors that are involved in it as well. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see how this progresses. Uh, Why don't we jump into top five? Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. So for today's top five, we have the, in no particular order, we have the top five muscle cars, classic muscle cars from the original era. Okay. Uh, when they came. Maybe I'll have heard of some of them. I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> Not a car that most of you guys all, have yeah. heard of some of these cars. Let's see. I can I, I do my brakes. I can do oil. I can do all like, the repair stuff. But uh, I'm the only guy on the stage that remembers yeah. when they were new. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I was still I was a kid, but I was around when they came out. You remember when they were actually new and not just restored. Before it was vintage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, classics on here, starting with uh, this, the 69 Camaro Z28. Yep. Uh, I was always a fan of the original Camaro body style. Once, uh, as was I. Once, once they, they got they yeah. got bigger and a little flatter looking. And and that new front end that came out in the 70s, I, I didn't yep. like the new grill. I didn't like it. And it, it really seemed to... And some of it was just the styling more than anything else. All of mm. a sudden, it seemed a lot 
bigger than the Mustang, right? When you had the 61 mm. side by side, they were the pony cars. Right. You know, then all of a sudden in the 70s, I felt like the Camaro got more bloated. Well, what happened was back in the day, I mean, you know, for those who don't know, I'm a huge car guy myself, you know, the it started out with, you know, the pony cars and the family driver with the powerful engine. And then all of a sudden it became, oh, that's what they have. Let's put a bigger engine in. Let's make it a bigger engine. Oh, now we need more space to cram it in. And they just got bigger and stronger. And it just turned into this massive, you know, machine right. over Kinda time. Like just the 80s in general. That's how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, in the pony car era, yeah, they weren't performance machines. Mm -mm. You know, I think the original Mustangs had the 289s in them. So it, yep. it had a little bit of get up and go, but it wasn't a fast car. And even when you went back to... When the Corvettes came out, they were underwhelming from a performance standpoint. Yeah. But uh, then there was a guy who decided, I'm going to take a huge engine and shove it in a family car. And that would have been Mr. DeLorean. <laughs> and he probably you know appears on your list somewhere with his uh, Pontiac. Yeah. The uh, the 69 Pontiac GTO Judge was going to be the right. next one on the and list. To be clear, the, the Judge isn't the original iteration of it. No. Uh, it was based on a Tempest when it originally yeah. came out. It mm -hmm. was just a family car that he shoved a big engine into. Yeah, when the GTO was 63? <laughs> it may have been a couple of years after, but... I it, thought it was before the Mustang, the GTO came around. Yeah. Yeah, but it did not come into its own, in my opinion, until... The judge came out and they restyled it right. to, to be a muscle-looking car. Right. 1964. 64, yeah. Mm. Yes. And the Mustang came out half, 65 halfway and through half. 65. Yeah. And the 65 and a half <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's what I was thinking of. So, um, yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I was around my grandfather who was always in the cars, and he mm. had a lot of the cars on this list growing up. Hmm. So, uh, he had a Pontiac GTO. I think he had a 68 GTO. Mm. Um, if I remember correctly, um, the next one on the list, which is a classic all by itself. It, I think it's very iconic. And I think well, a lot of people think muscle car. They, I think they picture this one. Uh, that's the 70 Chevelle. Um, and everyone pictures the blue one with the white stripes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think that's another classic vehicle yeah. that, you know, everyone in thick muscle car, they think that, um, you know, I, in my opinion, I like the the way the Chevelle looked better than the Camaros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was always more Chevelle over Listen, Camaro. if I got to have a Chevy, I guess I'll get the Chevelle. Chevy's not bad, though. I mean, I like Chevy. I mean, I'm a Ford guy first, but Chevy's second for me. Mm. And then everyone else just kind of comes down the line. Whoa. But I don't know why you're dissing Mopar. <laughs> I'm not dissing Mopar. It's just not well, my... All down the line. I mean, you're saying it's a lesser vehicle. Well, that's not how I meant it, though. All right. <laughs> you brought it there, Ed. My, listen, my, my very favorite is a Mopar. Um, I know which one your favorite is. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be the 71 Plymouth Barracuda. 71 Plymouth Cuda. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> and you were talking about before the show in the purple. I yeah, I mean, said. they made a hideous green. Uh, it was a bright orange. But the purple, while it was... Plum crazy, Johnny tells us <laughs> that that was the exact color uh, of that particular car. It, it's interesting because I always thought, well, I got to buy one of those someday. And just before the show, I'm searching for a 1971 
Plymouth Cuda, and I see a Mecham auction where they sold one for $3.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, as we, it's worth it right now. <laughs> well, with all these cars, there's a lot of factors that go into the value mm -hmm. because a lot of them were factory ordered in those days. So it really depended yeah. how they ordered it, with what options. And the options uh, somewhat determine the rarity of it. Not only that, that is that is a key important factor, but also it's, you know, as these cars have been around all these years, how have they been changed? Um, has anything been replaced? A lot of collectors look for cars where the serial numbers on everything line up and they're the same. Yep. Has certain things changed? Has it been repainted? Has it been completely rebuilt? Restore, how You know, if they claim it's original, how original is it? And, you know, honestly, I'd probably drive the thing and think, oh, my Audi drives better. It's faster. <laughs> it, it can actually turn corners. So... I'm thinking maybe I'm more of a retro mod guy. Yeah. You know, get maybe. the original body and then change the innards and the underneath. Yeah, I, I think it was at the the um, the SEMA show last or the year maybe the year before. I think Robert Downey Jr. had a. Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was a was it a Camaro like a '70 mm -hmm. Camaro, but it was all the interior was all like modernized with like a classic look and it had a and it had a modern engine. In it, but it modernized was, by classic, but it, but it was the classic body and shell, you know what I mean? It was weird, but it was cool. I mean, it was a cool little custom build, but it was a custom 70 Boss 302. Mm. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's what the car I was thinking of. Yeah, it was I mean, cool. I remember when I started, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's the whole retro mod category, and those can get very expensive, but you're still going to get in cheaper, and uh, it's a vehicle that you'd be more likely to use as a daily driver, yeah. It's modern. It's got amenities and everything. So the last one on our list is going to be, uh, I think, a name that most people in the, in the muscle car, you know, circle recognize right away, and that's the '66 Shelby GT350. And for those who don't know, you know, what Shelby is—is is that the Gone in 60 Seconds car? <laughs> uh, no, that was a GT500. Oh, excuse me. You're thinking of Eleanor? Eleanor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the GT5. Well, it, this is the extent of my car knowledge. <laughs> and the one so everyone like totally out of my depths here. <laughs> the one everyone knows in this is sort of the inverse of the Chevelle. It's a white one with blue, blue stripes. stripes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been to Shelby American in Las Vegas several times. I am a Mustang owner myself, um, and I in their showroom they have a lot of their classic cars on display. And I'm pretty sure if it's the original, one of the first ones ever made is actually on display at Shelby American. It's the white with the blue stripes. Yep. Um, beautiful looking car. And I mean, in the Mustang range, you could pick any number of different cars oh, to be on a list like this. So many. But, you know, as a Mustang guy, maybe you can help me with this. Oh, I mean, you have the Boss 302. There was the Boss 429. <laughs> uh, well, I'm more concerned about Shelby. Shelby? Yeah. I mean... Here's a man's man making these beautiful cars. <laughs> and why does he have the same first name as Carol Brady? Hmm. I mean, Carol is not a macho name, is it? I don't know anything behind that. I mean, I know that, you know. That's the only question. Yeah. I, had. I don't know. It's I don't know how to answer that of, one. Uh, tough guys will <laughs> with, name with, Carol? <laughs> with women's names, you know. I mean, he was from Texas. You know, he was a farmer. He was a race car driver. Then he had some heart issues. He retired right. him from, from race car driving. And then he decided to build race cars. And then, of course, if you've seen the movie Ford versus Ferrari, you, well, yeah. you kind of get into where his legend really built his name. 
Um, All right. I'll you compensate somehow, I guess. Because <laughs> well, wasn't John Wayne's real name Marion? Marion, yep. Yeah. I was, was yeah, going to say that. Yeah, oh, Marion, right, yeah. I got to cut him some I always think of it. Leslie <laughs> Nielsen. Not, not a tough guy, but nobody's going to pick, pick on Leslie Nielsen. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a solid list. I mean, there's some great cars on there. We should have um, saved that as a list of men with women's names, but we, we can still hit time. that. Later. We can do that. We can still do that. We, yeah, that's, maybe next week. Yeah, <laughs> we should work on that. Men with women's names. All right. So uh, we'll take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll continue smoking the Aladino Cameroon. Only great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa leaf stands out because of the distinctive mouth-watering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa leaf different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa leaf. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. Savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davidoff Escurio tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davidoff Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davidoff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars. Each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth. Flavors that have risen from the very world itself. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davidoff Cigars. Cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed, and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael, it outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. 
Surgeon General warned, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head and value, value, value. There are Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what you do expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. Born from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged Añejo XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Añejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Añejo XO today. And we're back live in the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. We're smoking the Aladino Cameroon. And while of your attention, go over to Facebook, like us on fake Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Assholes Radio, and otherwise just leave us alone. <laughs> and check out our YouTube channel too, where all of our Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. 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 If you follow us on YouTube, then uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, bonus points, I guess, for suffering. Yeah. To look at us. Suffering twice. Yeah. Like yeah. us. Hit that little bell thing. And yes. Then... Smash that, that subscribe button. Hit that bell. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't stand that stuff. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash. I, mean, yeah. I believe that's what they say on YouTube. Like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit the little bell thing. It's so like, you, oh, yeah. hold on. They, they've done five seconds of content. You better subscribe now because, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because people need to be reminded when we go on. Yeah. Well, they, they do. There's, there's, there is data. It, Behind uh, the people that mention subscribing, it does cause an uptick in subscriptions, but uh, if, as opposed to people that don't say anything. But at the same time, I still don't like it. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about YouTube is like I have my own YouTube channel, um, you know, for smoking tobacco, and I wanted to go on there, and I was trying to make like a custom URL so I could just make it like YouTube.com/slash smoking tobacco. No, it's this long thing, yeah. and I'm like, why can't you change it? And like, well, you need to have like a hundred subscribers, and you yep. like jump yep. through all these hoops, and I'm like, you used to be able to, but it's like yeah. you know, it's got limited space there. You know, you it's can only true. give out so many of those. It's like, how do you? You know, you're trying to look professional. And you got to be professional first. They got to make you. They got to <laughs> make you earn it. Got to earn it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm not going to fault them for that. But there's a million right. other things to fault them for. But that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that and the ads. Way too many ads now. But uh, if you pay 15.99 a month, you get no ads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm. I'm really hating the Boost Mobile ad. Yeah. Or, or what is it? Is it Boost Mobile? No, no, it's not Boost. It's one of these. Uh, it's it's a guy that's like a. a YouTuber and he starts saying, I just got sent this. Oh, maybe it's Lit Mobile. I can't remember. He's like, yeah. I just got sent this thing and I'm really excited. It's just this deadpan, like, 
No, you're uh, not excited. I don't even know why they use that. Is, that, that. is it the travel charger thing? Yes, the yes. travel charger thing, whatever it's it is. It's that guy, and then it's another girl on YouTube that are doing Super the same annoying. ads, and they're wicked annoying. It, yeah, and it's like there's no emotion in the voice whatsoever. Yeah, how excited could you get about a travel charger? You could charger? pretend to be excited, at least. Right. At least, you know, you, as if you're talking to a toddler. You know, you can put that fake. <laughs> even if it sounds fake, it's better than deadpan. If there's one thing people don't need right now, it's a travel charger. Mm-hmm. Nobody's traveling anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what ad I did see though the other day that they kind of like respun and brought back. You remember the old Budweiser commercial, the guy sitting on the couch and he's on the phone. He's like, What's What's that? That? Yeah. yeah, they brought that back and then it's like we miss it too because yeah, like, it's like no, I didn't really miss it. And I'm like no, I, I didn't miss it at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm see like, many ads. I'm like oh that's back. <laughs> what, would you, what would you rather have the What's Up guys or the frogs? Frogs. I'd take the frogs. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Bud, because, yeah, that was before the Was Up, wasn't it? It was like five, five years before. That, right? yeah. yeah, I was there. And give me the Clydesdales any old day. <laughs> Very majestic. Or like during the Super Bowl okay. this year, they 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 did the 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 uh, Planters Peanut ad. They killed off Mr. Peanut. What? Did you He's see that? Dead? Did yeah, they? you didn't hear about no, that. No. So what happened was they were going to do that, and then they did changed it slightly, and then they did this kind of like revision of it and then he was alive again oh what yeah yeah so oh, last go back and watch the super bowl again <laughs> yeah no they, he, they changed the ads he, just, he went into uh, anaphylactic sock because he was allergic to himself but they revived him oh so. okay you know, no. this is how rumors get started He's I not swear, dead. it was a whole article i remember reading no it. I was like, what? you are right they were going to do that but oh. then something changed something happened i think in the country maybe there was a the public outcry or something and then they changed course no, or, or they were just trying to stir the pot and get people talking about it this Mr. Yeah. Peanut has a monocle, right? He does. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that a lot except for local comedian Joe Yannetti. <laughs> he actually <laughs> has a monocle. a monocle. Or the yeah. Monopoly Man. Yeah. yeah. That's true, too. I mean, it seems like a lot of work to try to hold that up there. Yeah, but know? I'm just talking modern real life. I mean, it's, You don't see the monocle much. No. I mean, Colonel Clink, of course, had a monocle. Why would you ever want to just do one eye anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, the whole I'm monocle it was, idea, even it was a production issue. Like it was expensive to make the lenses at the time. I don't. I don't we really can give know. you one lens. We can't give you two. Yeah. So you just have to hold one in. Yeah, but they were making glasses forever before that. For yeah, hundreds yeah. of years. So and why did that become a symbol of like wealth? Wealth. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know. Oh, I don't sorry, need. I, I don't need two lenses. Glasses, yeah. Wow. I'm too wealthy. I only use one. It's like okay. Ben, I don't you, know. You seem particularly <laughs> annoyed by the monocle. Maybe it's just one's nearsighted, one's yeah. nearsighted. I don't know. Like, it's just, so you can see distances and up close. I brought up good conversation. Now There's this no is turned into a whole uh, anti, anti-monocle thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knew where it would go? Yeah, you know, uh, we got to have something, you know, they call us the insignificant for to argue about. <laughs> well, uh, how's the cigar going for you guys? It's it's a fast burner, Pretty I've got to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think cruising along. Uh, I'm probably 40 minutes into it and... Getting close to the band, another inch mean, to go. Well, it's burning. It's worth the, rel- about the same spot. Normally, yeah. Yeah. It's not burning too hot necessarily, but uh, it's definitely... A lot of smoke. Yeah. A lot of smoke production. Uh, the Getting into the second third, uh, picking up some strong like licorice, black licorice mm. flavor. Uh, even like kind of feel it and like numbing my tongue a bit, uh, which if you eat a lot of black licorice, you know, that'll... Burn yeah. right through. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I love it. Ooh, so I, I made that mistake years ago of eating just too many, and then a, the next morning I couldn't taste anything. <laughs> I'm getting like a dark chocolate covered cherry. That's what I'm getting. Huh? Did you eat those recently? No. Huh. I mean, maybe if it was like a bitter cherry, 
You know, like not, if it was like a, like a cherry. sour, yeah, it would have to be like a sour, like black cherry. Yeah, not like the sweet cherry with the with the juice inside, right? Like a like a just a regular cherry, like a, a like a more of a tart cherry, something in, homemade almost. Yeah, yeah, with the dark chocolate wrapped around it. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's what well, I'm getting. You know what that means? Oh, is it time? It's yes, time. it's <laughs> time once again to get delighted with Old Fart Freddy. Brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. This is Old Fat Freddy, and if you know me, you know I was delighted with the good old days when life was simpler and cheaper. I want to talk to you about breakfast pastry. When I was a kid, we had donuts. Three kinds to be exact, plain, powdered sugar, and jelly. Today there are hundreds of donuts, along with bagels, danish, croissants. But I got one question. What the hell is a cronut? It sounds painful. I'm cheap, so I love Cuban Delight Cigars, a perfectly good everyday cigar, handmade in the Dominican Republic, from the pieces left over from the high-end cigars. For a quick buck, I can enjoy a Cuban Delight. Cuban Delight Cigars. You know something? It was, I think it was a couple years ago, Dunkin' Donuts came out with those those croissant donuts with the yeah. chocolate filling. Those yeah. were good. The I'm crumb- not a Dunkin' Donuts donut eater. But the, I was like, I'll try it. It was good. The cronut was kind of a flash in the pan, though. Was it? What was it exactly? Was it a, uh, it was, a Kreller donut? I mean, no, it's a Kreller is like its own it thing. It was a so. croissant that croissant bread, donut. Oh. bread with a donut. And then they glazed over it. And they had a cronut. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess I glazed over it, too. Just it. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of was more flaky layers to it in a donut format. Yeah, I think I'd pass on that. You know? Yeah, I want a dense donut. I yeah. like cake, Something little, cake donuts anyway. Like a Boston cream. That's like my go-to. It's All got right. some weight to it. It'll knock you out for the afternoon, you know. My favorite donut, <laughs> in, obviously in our area, the New England area, uh, is Cane's Donuts. That's Cane's. my favorite donut. <sighs> I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, it's the size of this table here. So. They'll, they'll put you to sleep. One, all you need is one. You don't need a bunch. Just one oh, donut. No, I mean, they're huge. They're oh, yeah. a lot. For, former host Mike Damari, I think, posted a, a picture of a Cane's donut. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah, one of the maple the ones yeah. with the bacon. Yeah. It's a bit of a That's drive a good from one. here, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're in Saugus, and uh, then I think they're in downtown Boston as well. Mm. Well, and it's a substantial donut. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's a good size. It's a meal and for breakfast. Not only is it you know big round, but it's it's thick too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It, it comes with some insulin. I mean, that's just it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a meal, so I rarely have more than two and a half. Have you seen their cinnamon rolls? Big as your head. Right? Oh God, they're like this big. <laughs> they come in like a small pizza box. That's oh, one man. of my rules in life: never eat anything bigger than your head. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't rule out a lot What's, of things. Is it even worth living there? Yeah. No, <laughs> no it gives you a lot of range. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like your last meal. I don't know. You, you don't no, it's, suffer, the, it's, it's, suffer the consequences it's like it of. It might not intentionally be your last meal, but it'll be your last meal. No. It'll put you down easier. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away as fast. All that sugar. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to roll over and die now. Yeah, those are fantastic. Um, but yeah, back to the cigar. Uh, I'm getting... Really close to the band. How far are you? Are you getting any closer? You're a little yeah, closer than yeah, me. Yeah. A little over a quarter inch. I think by the time we sign off, I think Aaron might be into the band. Well, I mean, if I don't take it off. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that's what I mean. I mean, it just this one went quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started about, you know, five, ten minutes early. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's pretty normal. Uh, 40 minutes, 45 minutes on yeah, uh, I mean, this it, size. It is a that's, Lonsdale. That's, so. that's typical. Yeah. So no point deduction from that. Not that I would anyways. <laughs> yeah. I actually do enjoy the size though. Yeah. I really like this size. Um, I don't know why I don't smoke more. I, I should. I'm really, you know, I think I'm going to get some more after that. I mean, this, 
I'm always like a bigger smoker too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, with all the big sizes, then you end up feeling like you're smoking a cigarette or something when you go uh, yeah, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the the tough part with a um. Man, why am I flaking on the name now? Flaking like a Not the Lonsdale. Long skinny. Oh my gosh, my brain has just gone to mush. The really pencil like. Lancero, my gosh, yeah. And it's like, because we said it earlier, so it gets shoved out of my brain. Oh, Lancero. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough because it's tough to feel like a man smoking a Lancero, you know. Long, skinny. No. Yeah. You, you got to have a lot of self-confidence to break out the Lancero. Yeah, and patience, I guess, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, can't really put them down very well, long because, uh, no. yeah, go right they, out They go you. out pretty quick. I don't smoke a lot going. of Lanceros, but one that I do like is the... um. The at uh, the uh, Atabe Spiritus. 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 Spiritus, yeah, I like that one. I mean, it's a good Lancero. It's oh. a good cigar. It's a good yeah. Lancero. Yeah, it doesn't uh, compete with the rest of the Eladino. I'm uh, sorry. Gosh. <laughs> Atabe line. Oh, I believe uh, our friend Barry Stein rated that Spiritus 100. Yeah, I did think, he? I think he might have had a little nose candy before that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how rumors no. get started. <laughs> exactly. No. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, it, it's a good cigar, but, you know, nothing yeah, against right. it. Before we go down the libelous path, maybe we'll come up with a rating. Oh, libel's only in writings, though. It's okay. <laughs> uh, slanderous? Slanderous. There we go. <laughs> You're off your game today, Aaron. Yeah, I am. But you know what? Tough. <laughs> you getting cabin fever from being home too much? No, no. It's just it's just my normal psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go to a rating then? Seeing that I'm almost at the band. Uh, I'm going to give it a 90, actually. You know, it was I was expecting a lot from it because it's an Aladino. Uh, so it kind of caught me off guard early on. But, you know, anything that has a licorice flavor, it's going to be win favor in my, my book. Uh, performed well. You know, good flavor. Not a ton of transitions, but you know, it's it shifts around a little bit. So, man, I was doing so well with it till you mentioned licorice. <laughs> <laughs> they throw you off your game. No, I'm not really picking, picking up the licorice anyway. I I didn't like uh, I, you know, but uh, yeah, I think for me, I'll put this at about an 89. Like Aaron, I had really high expectations, and this is a very solid cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's accessible by anyone it's not a strong cigar yep. at all but you get good flavor out of it so for something that's you know uh, medium maybe even medium minus mm-hmm. it, it's got a ton of flavor yeah i think i'm gonna follow you Ed. i'm gonna go 89 89 i'm gonna go 89 but you couldn't follow me on the cuda i mean i don't know i'm a little biased though all right. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just, I just couldn't do it. It's a great car. I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I yeah. have no opinion on those whatsoever. No. <laughs> so, so you guys are on your own on that one. You can just duke it out in the parking lot. We'll fight it out. Yeah. All right. All uh, right, then. And that's a different outro than we're used to. There we go. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to the Assholes broadcasting from the... Ah, Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. I am just so off my game now. Uh, head over to unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. Check out our past episodes. Share, like, subscribe. <laughs> All that fun stuff. Almost there. No. <laughs> uh, we will see you next week. If you 
and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.